FT Live on a Monday. We're busy. I'm at Fraser's spot. Kratz is in his usual setup in the dungeon. AJ Przinsky's first pitch for the White Sox home opener yeah, coming up today. The nerves, baby. The nerves. No, no nerves. Look, I got the birthday guy right here, Andrew Vaughn, with me. How can I be nervous? He's gonna he's gonna teach me a few things in the cage before I go. He's just a- Andrew, happy birthday. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Life's good. So tell me, uh, first off, for AJ, what's your advice? He's got a first pitch coming up. Just can't bounce it. Can't bounce it. Mm. The higher, the better, I'd say. I, so <laughs> we, we were joking on the show on Thursday, right? I was going to throw it over the backstop. I got the uh-uh from my wife. She goes, you better not do that. So <laughs> now the pressure's on. And Lance Lynn, I think, is catching me. So Even I can't better. bounce it because, you know, he's definitely not wearing a cup. He's not getting so, down. He's already told me, like, if I'm squatting down, you better throw me a strike. Did, were you really going to do that, AJ? Were you 100%. really going to throw? I think I would it? Against the backstop? Thank you, Eric. He's with your wife, though, because I needed to see that. I needed to see that over the backstop every day. So if I take two balls out there and I throw the first one over the backstop and then I throw the second one about 91 with some sink, mm. strike two. Strike one, you know. I don't know. You, you, should, do, you should just forget about it all because you're not going to throw a strike. Get behind home plate and throw to second base because you're not going to do either of them. So, good luck. He left you a lot of room. A lot God of room. left you a lot of room in the strike zone. I'm I just saying. What are you talking about? That was right on the upper tier. You tickled the edge. Look, hey, by the way, look, Jim Tomey, Andrew Vaughn, his birthday, 25 today. Right? What are you doing for your birthday tonight? After you, after you guys, first of all, after you guys beat the Giants today, because you were my lock of the day, the Giants. So after you guys beat the Giants, where are we going today? Got to get the got to get the house set up. Uh, last night, get in about midnight. Smoke detector started going off. That was Ooh. great. Got a got a rat problem. Found out, and uh, it's been great. So you know, the birthday's going to be filled with a really fun day. Hey, can we go to Alinea? You been to Alinea yet? No. Andrew, I, I got the rat problem too, man. I had one in my car the other day. We finally got it out. So I don't know what the deal is. It's the return of the rat, but yeah, either way. It's a mess. There's a bunch of them living right under the deck. Oh, get, you got to get a bunch of traps. We have this rock. It's a fake rock that they all, for some reason, the extermination people came over, put it there, and now I haven't checked it yet, but it's a lot of room for a lot of rats. But that's uh-huh. for another story. Peanut um, butter. Peanut butter. Yes. They love peanut butter, too. How you how you adjusting the first base over there, man? I remember when I was at third, I had to go to first. I loved it. Footwork was a big thing for me, trying to figure out where to place my footing. How you doing over there? Yeah, you know, I played first in college all three years, um, which definitely helps going back. You know, going to the outfield, that was all new to me. I had no clue what I was doing out there at first. Um, but getting back on the dirt's been nice. The bigger bases, you know, you got to get used to. I'm not a huge guy, so my feet don't spread as wide. But, you know, got to get used to, you know, how far can I go to the right? How far can I go to the left? No doubt. Well, I guess Jan doesn't always play over at third, but when he does, who is it? Who's the toughest? Yeah, I mean, if TA throws one down, I think he's got like 25 inches of vertical break. That thing's humming <laughs> in there. Uh, Mikado, he, he'll mix it. He'll throw a cut. He'll throw a sink. Uh, you just gotta be on your toes. When Elvis throws it to you, it's like a, it's like a changeup. Oh, he just he wants to lollipop it in there. He said, if I can underhand it to you, I'm just gonna give it to you. Elvis is too old now. Elvis is too old to throw with any, 
when I played with Elvis, he was a shortstop and he tried to chuck it. Now he's too old. He's just hoping he gets it there. Hey, let, let's talk about the season here, man. Uh, you guys start off well. I know two and two, but how do you think you guys are going to bode well during the season? Your division, I know the Indians are going to be real good. Um, how do you guys think you're going to stack up this year? And also, last I checked, they're still the Guardians, right? <laughs> the Guardians. That's on me. <laughs> Again, sorry. Okay, just double checking. Thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, we had a had a really good series in Houston, I thought, even though it was a split. Uh, we played good baseball. We played uh, tough games. There's good pitch on both sides. You know, we just got to keep it rolling. Going to today, playing interleague, and, you know, we got a division coming up pretty soon. Wait, so my lock of the day on opening day was C's plus over six and a half strikeouts. He had like the first seven hitters. I think he struck out seven or seven of the first eight or something. Have you faced him in, have you faced him in BP, pitchers BP in spring training? I think I faced him in 2020 right before we got shut down, but he hadn't defined all his stuff. I mean, just watching it, that's, it's unbelievable stuff. Do you ever feel bad for a hitter? Like they go up there right handed hitter and <laughs> He's like slider, slider, 98, slider, slider, does it's, it out? It's so impressive. Oh. I mean, this stuff is it's elite. I, I don't want to face it, to be honest with you. Andrew, you were born outside, about an hour outside of San Francisco. Have you ever played at Oracle Park yet? Uh, yeah, got to play there last year for the first time. That was surreal. I mean, growing up as a kid, I was going there probably once a month, twice a month to watch a game. and It was pretty surreal having all the family there, the friends there. One of the cooler ballparks on the road, I think, too, for sure. How many how many tickets you have to give up that day? I think I played for free that day. So <laughs> <laughs> too many times. Do you, do you hit any balls into the – no, not the water, because no one goes awful into the water, right? Never seen it. But you went up in the Coke bottle up there, the slides? I wish. You wish? That's a, that's a, I think the only person who was it, Vlad, in the derby hit it. Okay. That's about the only one I've seen. Did you grow up, you grew up a Giants fan? Okay. Not an Ace fan? Oh, okay. So you felt special when you took the field there and you looked down and saw it. It's a great ballpark. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, just being on it was crazy because I've been in the stand so many times. Being on it was totally beautiful. Perhaps you got any stories for this guy when you guys played a USA team and Todd seemed qualified for you guys? <laughs> Actually, one, we, we qualified to get Todd's team into the qualifier and then – and then Vaughn, he wasn't going to play the next year anyway. He was on his he was on his trek through the minor leagues like you, AJ, for like six minutes. So we didn't uh, we weren't going to expect his his glory out of I mean out of height out of college like to be able to come and play on the team and have like his ability like is crazy. My my biggest question is like you played in the minor leagues for like two minutes, and one of them one of those minutes was the COVID season. So like that was. That was crazy. How do you deal with, because we're talking about the Rendon thing and what happened. How do you deal with, like, the fans in the stands when you don't do well and you have, you know, somebody somebody's all over you from the stands, home yeah, or away? You, I mean, going in the outfield for the first time ever, those fans are ruthless out there. I mean, you go into SF, New York, wherever you're at, um, they, they'll get on your Instagram. They'll do anything. I mean, you just got to block it out. I mean, there's going to be some stuff said that you don't want to hear. You just got to keep playing, I think. Who's the worst? Yeah, Who's what's the worst? The best? Uh, toughest we've had, probably New York. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> Always New York, man. Nothing. It's either New York or Philly. Yeah, they're just hounding you. Over Wrigley? Wrigley wasn't, Wrigley wasn't terrible. I don't think it was a – weather was terrible. There wasn't no. that many fans out there. What's the worst thing you heard, though? Uh, I can't say it. You can say whatever you want. This is like cable. You can say whatever you want. 
Oh, man, I mean, it's everything from your mom to your sister to your wife to you name it. Did you ever want to grab somebody like Rendon, grab that guy? I mean, it, it pisses you off, but you just got to drown it out. I, personally, I got to act like I didn't hear it. Hey, Andrew, I want to ask you about uh, Pedro Grifol and how he's been compared to Tony last year. You've played for a few different managers now. So give me a few uh, characteristic breakdown differences between this year and last year's manager. Yeah, you know, last year's in the past. I mean, like Pedro said, we just got to learn from it. And coming in, you know, our biggest thing is win every day. Um, spring training is where it started. I mean, just do the fundamentals. Do the little things right. And I feel like if we do that and he feels the same way, it's, we're going to be pretty darn good. Is there a different message? Because Tony, I'm sure Tony said, like, let's win every day, right? But is Pedro giving you a different way, maybe a different way of saying it rather than? Yeah, I mean, I think Pedro's, Pedro's a little, I mean, he's new. It's his first time managing, which is awesome. Um, you know, he's just kind of letting us do our thing. You know, he said, hey, I'm going to write the line if you guys go out there and bust your ass. The thing I've heard is he, he communicates really well with you guys, right? Very, very he calls you guys in and says, hey, this is what I expect. This is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And as a player, you, you respect that from your manager. 100%. Tell me where I stand. Like, I want to know. If I don't know, then it's, it's open to whatever. But if you call me in and say, hey, listen, Andrew Vaughn, I need you to do this, this. You're going to hit here every day. You're going to play first, this. You're going to be some days where we have to give sheets, right, against a tough righty or something. You can accept that and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But if you don't know, you're just – that was always a big thing, at least for me. Like, let me know. If I suck, tell me I suck. I'll figure it out. Hey, Andrew, tell, tell the people something out there that they don't know about you. You have a certain hobby or do you collect something? Is there something you could do that people don't know about you? What, what's your, like, your niche? I am so bored. I love to fish. That's, that's my thing. If I, could, if I could fish over play baseball and make the same money, I mean, I would do it. I've always said that. I love to fish. I'll do it every day until I die. You're, you're a bass fisherman? What kind of fisherman? Are sharks? What do you go after? <laughs> anything anything <laughs> with fish, man. Uh, I mean, bass are pretty easy to come by, but, you know, every winter I go up north with my buddies and we go steelhead and trout fishing. Um, you know, we don't get summer, so can't go salmon fishing, but definitely going to try to tackle Lake Michigan this year, see if I can get something out of it. So what, uh, what, you'll what get do you, there. uh, so we went fishing, we went, we went out to eat one time in Japan. Tell, tell everybody <laughs> about the time we went out to eat. Cause we can't, we're not going to show the video. Which I know you still have your on your phone, and I do too. But set set the stage for everybody. What what we what you what you accomplished for us? Yeah. So we walked in the restaurant. And I mean, there's some huge tanks, a uh, bunch of fish swimming around. And as soon as we walk in, I think someone caught one, and they started ringing a bell, like showing the fish off. And I was like, all right, I got to do that. So they hand me a little pole, <laughs> trouble hook on it. And they were like, all right, catch a fish. I was like, so no bait. They're like, no, you gotta you gotta catch it. So you just Snagged it up, put it in the net, and they filleted right up there for it. Yeah, we ate it. it was we soft. ate it. it was so good. I mean, it was a it was a big old snapper, I think. It you was crabs it more than you. Uh, I hope so. I mean, as a specimen. Crabs, did you eat the fish? Yeah, absolutely. But the thing that he forgot to say was they brought it on the tray like this, and they had a stick through each end, through the head and through the tail. And then they had all the, they had, it was, it was sashimi style. So we just ate the sashimi that they laid out, but a, a stick like this and the tail was still going like this. It was still <laughs> flickering. It was still <laughs> flickering. I remember. It was creepy. I remember that. Oh, that was creepy. so funny. And were you, you were still eating it as it was wiggling, right? Well, not the, not the tail. 
Yeah, but the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. It was oh. so fresh. Oh, it was like butter. Oh, man. Have you ever been offshore? Like deep yeah. sea, deep sea fishing? Yeah. Uh, I grew up like 20 minutes from Bodega Bay. Marlin? You guys don't have Marlin on the West Coast, do you really? Uh, my bachelor trip, we went to Cabo and we caught, I think we caught 10 Marlin in like four hours. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right? Sight fishing. It's nice. See, here's my thing about fishing. I, I'm very impatient, so and I'm, I get seasick, so I have to do it on land. And if about 30 minutes goes by, I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'll just go, I'll go to the bar. You're out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to put the thing on the hook, the, the bait on the hook. Bait? That's how bad I am. At that. You got to go out with Andrew. Well, I'll just pay somebody to help me out. So. <laughs> Andrew, I need you, bud. Come to Jersey. We'll go on. We'll go on the Atlantic. See what we can get. Ooh, might have to take you to Cali. I got some buddies out there. Okay, I'm in, I'm in. Hey, Andrew, before you jump, a lot of fans are asking what the weather situation is in Chicago. So they had to switch the times, everything's good now? Okay. Did they even need to switch the time? They pushed the game an hour earlier, am I right there? Yeah. Okay, everything's good? It was supposed to rain, right? It was supposed to rain about five o'clock, I think. I think that's when it's coming if it does. It's like five or six. Oh, good. It'll be long done, especially with the pitch clock these days. (laughs) (laughs) Got a window. Hey, good stuff, Andrew. Thank you for joining us, man. Appreciate you. Have fun. And really, I'd say good luck. But you'll be fine. It's really good luck to AJ today. (laughs) Just don't let him bounce it. (laughs) Good shit. All right, we'll get back to AJ in a few. Um, By the way, hello, everyone. A little special show for us today. Frazier's here. Kratz with us. AJ's out in Chicago. He's doing the first pitch. So um, we also keep saying that first pitch. pitch, I I just want it. You want that thing to marinate a little bit. I I want that bottle coming to Jersey, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Um, We also will be joined by Max Muncy in the second hour of the show and Ken Rosenthal joining us in the second hour of the show. I've been told, oh, AJ's back. Oh, they did switch back to to Indians from Guardians. Is that true? I mean, just for Todd today only. Thank you. Appreciate that. I will will never say that again. No worries. (laughs) It's Cleveland. No. Oh, Omar, the slick hands. Slick hands. Yeah. That was great, huh? Andrew Vaughn on his birthday? That was awesome. Hey, how you doing out there? So give us the reports. We only got you for the first hour. What's going on? Oh, I'm good. On? It's been a crazy um, morning. Crazy morning. Are we potentially getting C's? He's supposed to be on his way. Andrew right, said he's cool. going to grab him right now. Give me the AJ itinerary. I hear they're running your ragged out there. Woo. So nine, I had to be here at 9 o'clock. Uh, interview, 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 interview. Uh, for opening day, and then uh, went in, got a new tour of the new facilities for AJ. You should see this place. They got a pitching lab, hitting lab, a uh, new weight room, new training area, new everything in the locker room. New family. They have a family area finally in the White Sox. Wow. Connected to the clubhouse. Uh, so you got a little tour of that. You got to run around, and say hi to everybody, see Ozzy Gian and Ron Kittle, Harold Baines. Um, and now I had to hurry up and get in here, try to grab a couple of the players. Uh, like I said, got Andrew, Dylan Cease is coming. Uh, talk to all of them, TA and all the boys, and uh, now I'm starting to get starting to get hype for this pitch, baby. <laughs> you know, one <laughs> Listen, I did the whole kit and caboodle too. I was up at eight o'clock. You got up at nine, so you get an extra hour of sleep. I was doing the interviews. I was doing the meet and greets, all that good stuff. So I don't want to hear any excuse. Get the ball and throw it. Let's have some fun with it. There's today, no right? excuses. There'll be no excuses. It's coming in about 91. Maybe a little cut. I haven't figured out I'm going cut or sinker yet. Listen, you're not going to throw 91 either, so let's let's stop that. 
All good. Hey, Avisio Garcia, how about him? 10 years of service time today. Yeah, let's get that in there, Kratzy. You wow. lead that for us before we get our next interview. I'm all about celebrating stuff, and it is really hard to get 10 years of service, but Avisael, felicidad, great job, congratulations, 10 yes. years of service. We're going to be celebrating this every single day that there's somebody that gets 10 years of service, because if it goes by the wayside and we miss it, we might have the wrong day, but we're <laughs> going to get pretty close, because I tried to do the math on all of it, but it is, it's something to be celebrated. It not not many people reach it. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get 10 years in the big leagues. Once you get there, you're like, holy crap, I got to grind to get that. But congrats. Hey, give me more on that, though, Kratzy. Like, what? Because if I'm a fan at home, I'm like, cool, 10 years, a nice shiny round number. Like, what does it mean? What do you do? You know, I always want to know what's the celebration? What are the perks? Because there's big perks. There, yeah, I mean, the biggest perk would have to be, you know, you have your full pension. So your pension at 62 is full, you know, it's it's full boat. Whatever whatever that amount is, you get it every year when you turn 62. So it's, it's a big thing. Everything before that is prorated. And to get 10 years of service, yeah. For G, that's, that's a, you know, it's probably easy. The guy was in the big leagues at, 21 years old, you know, playing for a playoff contender, but guys that guys that get up for, you know, let's say you get up for three months and you get sent back down. Well, you only get service time for those three months. It's not like, oh, you get, you get service time every year you're there. You get service time every day. So you accumulate those days and 172 days equals one service year. So it's a big deal, man. Like it, it's, it's like I, you know, I've seen some, I've seen some celebrations where guys play that day, and then that night they're not playing the next day for <laughs> the reason of why why boys are going out and celebrating. It's like when you make the playoffs or something, right? And you get the the B lineup the next day. It it's is like, hey, this dude's not playing. He he just hit ten, right? And and it's really to me, it's really up to teammates. I mean, you you know it as a player, but. It's uh, you know it's up to your teammates to celebrate that. I think another one, another like tiny, tiny mark is the eight years because you get a gold card. But I think after eight years in the big leagues, nobody wants to go to a game. Your gold card gets you into any game for free for the rest of your life. But the ten years, the ten years is it. That that's the that's the apex. That's the peak. A lot of guys come up short, few days, few months. But you know we got we're gonna celebrate it every single day on this show. And Kratzy, that gold card, you get two free tickets actually to any game you want. So, which is pretty fantastic. I got one of those. Um, it's sitting in a perfect spot. And now, well, you, the only thing you can't do, you can't do, use it for like the All Star game, home run derby, or what if it's uh, Yanks Red Sox sold out? They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll find, they'll tickets. find the tickets. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But, but the thing is, you can't call, like, hey, I'm here, you know. The game's in four hours. Can I get two? You just call the day, a day before, give, give it 24 hours, yep. and they'll find a spot for you. And uh, they're, they're always – people don't understand. There's always seats available. It's just they have to save some for family members just in case they overbook family, certain, you know, companies that are sponsored, that kind of stuff. So yep. there's always spots. But sometimes they give you the ones in the upper deck, which I, I haven't used it yet, but I'm like, all right. I'm going to call down, uh, you know, the they PR give guy. You something yeah. Good. Yeah. They, usually, they usually help you out if, okay. depending on – you know, you play for the team long enough, but it is, it's really, you get eight years. That's a, that's a breath of fresh air right there.
Hey, let's get back to AJ because I hear him chit-chatting in the background there. Dylan Cease joining us right now on FT Live. Dylan, what's up? How you doing? How's the first few days been? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you, man. So t- take us through first start because you looked pretty damn good. And uh, you're also working in real life now, not just fake spring training games with a pitch clock and all that. I'm sure you've been asked about it a billion times already. Are you loving everything or you have a few bones to pick? Yeah, so at first, uh, at first, I didn't really know what to think of it. Um, for me, I kind of err on the side of, I don't like when they change stuff up. But so far, I actually really like this pitch clock. Um, I feel like it keeps the defense a little more engaged because it is such quick action. Uh, I think it's a little bit of an advantage for pitchers. So um, it really hasn't been, you know, too difficult to, to assimilate with it. Assimilate, Todd. Do you know what assimilate means? Know what it means? <laughs> I'm asking you. That's that Georgia high school education, right? You went to Buford, right? <laughs> uh, Milton High School. Milton, yeah. yeah. How about how about this guy? First of all, the pipes on him, and then the mustache. I saw a thing today, pre-mustache, post-mustache. My stats. You're yes, never cutting that thing off. It's a problem. I know. Never. Have you seen? Have you guys seen that? I haven't his, seen it. His pre-stash versus post-stash stats are like, I don't know, ten and fifteen with like a four and a half. Yeah. And then post dash is like twenty and four with a sub two. Yeah, with a sub two. I'm like he's never cutting with in a million strikeouts, no walks. So he's never gonna cut the mustache. Would would the beard would a beard still apply though? Like what if no, you just I, had? I had a beard and it didn't work. So the, it's only mustache. That that superpower is only the mustache. Yeah, and it makes sense because my dad has one. Like half my uncles have them. So it's just it's just a genetic thing, you know. Wow. Wait a minute. And then you're doing the can you, people out there that don't follow the White Sox like I do, the O slider slide thing. Can you explain the O slider, please slide today and the whole thing behind that? Yeah. So uh, last year I was just taking a shower and I was listening to like this classic piano music. And uh, I, I don't know, this like poem just came in my head. So I pretty much just wrote it down in like two minutes. And it was like, it was like mostly a joke, but. It's actually a pretty solid poem, so it's kind of just turned into a thing. And then uh, the the White Sox film crew came down to my off-season house, and we shot a bunch of content. And they're like, "Hey, we have a we have an idea for the O slider slide," and I said, "I'll, I'll try whatever." And uh, they wanted to release it before before the first game, but I was like, "It's it's too much. We gotta wait till we gotta wait till I perform before we release something like that." Because you know, if we release that and I go out and don't perform, it's gonna be super embarrassing so it worked out well good first game so we released it so so you're gonna so you're just gonna ride the highs is that what you're saying yeah i mean it's kind of the game man like people like you when you perform and if you don't perform you're not liked so it's uh you kind of got to be careful with how you time everything so now so now you were talking about your you said your uncle and your dad both have the mustaches a couple of my uncles yeah couple of your month okay so you yep. guys got the strong upper lips yeah. <laughs> but I want to know about who is the best – who's the best baseball player in your family going back, let's say, to your grandmother? Well, my uncle played, uh, my uncle played minor league ball a little bit back in the day. Um, and my grandma was actually like like the movie League of Their Own. She was actually like one of the, those uh, uh, women, women players back in the day. I think she was a catcher for like the Indiana Blue Devils or something like that. Um, so they were both, 
both played to a certain extent. My twin brother and I were always the same skill level until I gained like 15 miles an hour on my fastball in one year, and then uh, then we separated a little bit. So uh, it, besides me, it'd probably have to be my uncle. What it, What is the – what I mean, why did you separate and he didn't? Did he – was he – partying too much is that what it was in high school no not at all i, I just gained uh i gained a couple inches and uh, i just put on 10 miles an hour like like that so um i just i guess genetically i got lucky hey, hey dylan let's talk about the bonus pool money man i heard you made about 2.4 man that's pretty awesome man i, I had no clue about this and that's and it's new it's new yeah yeah, time that time that went up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> when did you find out about it? Did you know about it? Like, because I guess technically it was a thing starting before uh, the season starts. Not that you really know how it's all going to go down, but like, was there a background story to it where someone calls you and they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you a nice little uh, extra extra check from the new CBA." Yeah, so I knew there was a pool, but I didn't really know how it worked and how they they were going to divvy it up. Um, and so when I got to the end of the year, I knew there was like the sign bonuses and all that. So I was trying to do some basic math and like figure out, all right, what range am I going to be in? And, uh, fortunately way exceeded what I was expecting. So, um, like I said, it was, it could not have been timed up any better. Yeah. <laughs> did you buy anything? Yeah. Unfortunately I did. Buy a house? <laughs> buy a car? Uh, yeah. So I, I sold my previous townhouse and got a house, which I was probably going to do either way. Uh, my biggest thing was I, I bought some land and I'm building a disc golf course in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And then I invested in another disc golf course in Florida with my buddy Paul, who's like the Tiger Woods of disc golf. Um, so I put I put a, a pretty penny into that. And then uh, the biggest splurge other than that is I, I built a koi pond behind my house. So it's, that's pretty over the top. What, <laughs> wait, you said, you said your buddy is the Tiger Woods of Disc golf, like what? Yep. I mean, what Tiger Woods are we talking about? The really good golfer? Or are we talking about like, <laughs> oh. later, like yeah. let, let's delve into this because I've heard you, you, I mean, you compete in this, like you're building courses, like this is yeah. real. Yeah. So I'm talking about the performance side of Tiger. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. So, um, so basically he's like as good as it gets. I mean, this guy's like Uber, he's famous in his own, in his own way, like, I went to Disney with him this off season and he got recognized nine times in three days. I didn't get recognized once. So like, <laughs> he's like low key, a big deal. Um, and he's just, yeah, he's a, like a legendary disc golf player. Like he goes and walks in any course and people are going to come up to him and like ask for pictures and, and all that. So, uh, he's, he's a very good person to team up with in this, uh, in this area. So that's your game. Disc golf. Yeah. Disc golf. It's, uh, Fris it's Frisbee, right? Yeah. Frisbee golf where yeah. you like, but they're far, you like try to put it in a little basket. Yeah. Right? Yep. What's the farthest, I guess, hole-in-one? I've got one hole-in-one in my career, and that was like three years ago. I actually think my abilities have regressed for whatever reason. I, I probably because I don't play much anymore. But, uh, yeah, so I, I basically – my brother got me into it a couple of years ago. And uh, first I was like, this is the nerdiest thing I've ever seen. What are we watching? And he's no, no, just come, come walk the course with me. So I went to uh, Wills Park, our local course. I went and walked it, played it a couple of times, then I got hooked. So – uh, I'm at the point where I, I just thought it'd be really cool to get some some land and try to build like basically uh, I'm trying to build like the most elite course out there and kind of brand it like that and all that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. It's going to be Seats National, like Trout National, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, that makes sense because 
you're yeah. fishing. Yeah, he's just he's got a little more money to put into his, but uh, we're working with working with what we got on mine. <laughs> hey, the the koi pond is it only koi fishing there, or is there is there other things there? Because I'm I'm the avid avid fisherman, as we know. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were just talking to Andrew Vaughn about it because Vaughn's like, yo, I love to fish. Yeah, and I'm I'm really not a good. I don't like fishing because it just takes up too much time. But are, is it only koi in there? What else is there? Is there alligators? Why, I don't know what the hell. It's uh, it's uh, only koi. There's a fake alligator in there because my dad insisted that it would keep predators away. So nice. Uh, I knew there would be an alligator. Listen, I know my stuff uh, about fishing. That's a smart move by your dad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'd be down to put other stuff in there. I just don't know if it would eat the fish. And uh, the way those fish are priced, I got to protect those things with my life. So you're not going to let Andrew come over and try to catch a couple of the koi? Absolutely not. No, talking about fishing, I love the fish to catch anything. I'm like thinking, could be a, this could be a teammate, team up here, you know? No, I'm trying to talk Andrew. There's a, there's a property like 45 minutes from here. It's got a three-acre pond on it. It's 50 acres wooded. And I'm trying to talk Sheets and Andrew into splitting it three ways with me, but I haven't made any progress. Did you guys, any of you guys go in on stuff together with, with teammates ever? Did teammates ever come to you like, yo, I got this, I got this investment idea. Or I got some land. I, I, I never trusted any of my teammates. <laughs> Todd's <ever>. like, <laughs> yo, Jersey, we do it different. No. What'd you say, Dylan? So I think that could get dangerous real quick. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hey, disc golf question. Back to that for a moment here. I was thinking about it because so many of the guys talked to us about golf. Is disc golf better than golf? Like most people clearly haven't tried it. Uh, I guess it depends how you define better. For me, I like it. I mean, it's, uh, I never really grew up playing golf, but uh, with disc golf, I like it because it's, it's kind of more like nature more hiking based. Um, and I think it's a little bit easier to like get decent at disc golf as opposed to you got to sit and, you know, I, I don't really know anything about golf and getting good at golf, but uh, I know it's not easy. So. Uh, when you play disc golf, do you play like 18 holes? Yeah, it's the same. Is there like a par? Is there like yep. a par like four? Par yeah, it's three? par three, four, five. So it's just yeah. like regular golf. It's the same exact holes. thing. Yep. All right, I'm a, I gotta try this disc golf thing. Does it hurt your elbow? Yeah. When he get, when he opens up Seas National, I got an in for you guys. <laughs> we'll get you on half off. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hurt your elbow? Because when I play frisbee too long with the kids, my elbow starts banging. No, not really. It's uh, I don't do any forehands, which is like the biggest, I guess, elbow herder in disc golf. So I just do I just do backhands. So I haven't had any issues with it, but I, I really don't get to play very much. Can you curve it like around? Oh yeah, both ways. Oh yeah. So you can make it go. Yeah, that's awesome. It's called uh, overstable and then understable, and then you got discs that do all kinds of different stuff. So oh, you have different discs. Too. Yeah, it's it's uh, depending on the hole you're playing. Yeah. You oh yeah, man, there's a lot cutters, of them. Mid-range driver. Uh, some like to go right, some like to go left, some are higher speed, all kinds of different stuff. Hey, hey Dylan, uh, let's talk about baseball a little bit. You, uh, yeah. that first outing, my goodness, dude. I mean, the first couple innings there, everybody had no chance. Um, were you working on anything? I mean, that slider curve slurve thing that you got going on is, is pretty filthy, man. Is there something in the off season that you were trying to, you know, kind of master down? We knew you were a good pitcher, but there's always room for improvement, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Really, a big focus of mine was changeup, which I actually feel great with it right now. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in the mindset with it of if my other stuff's working and it's a close game, I don't want to get beat on my fourth pitch. So um, I think if I get a game where I got a little bit of a lead or, you know, it's, it's just a little more, a little less uh, you know, tight, then I'll, I'll incorporate that more. But 
the biggest thing really is just uh, continuing to get my, my other stuff in the zone and, and get my fastball command uh, better, which, yeah, I think uh, I think that out against the Astros, I mean, I feel like I could put three pitches wherever I wanted to. So uh, I'm hoping, man, if I can have, you know, a couple more of those, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, I mean, it's some, every player should understand basically what you're saying. It, it's pretty awesome that you understand. Listen, I know I got some good pitches, but when I need my third or fourth pitch, I got to work even that much harder. And just like in hitters, too, I like to pitch, the pitch out over, but I got to work on the one inside as well. So fantastic mm-hmm. on your part, man. Yeah, thank you. Dylan, do you feel like you're playing a video game nowadays because you're calling your own pitches and you're pressing a controller? Yeah, when it's uh, when everything's going well and um, it's uh, it, it definitely feels like that. Um, calling it, I had never really done it even before that game. I called like two pitches in spring. Um, and it just kind of worked out to where, you know, anytime there's less less stuff for them to pick up on, um, it's better. So I ended up just, just calling the whole thing. And uh, it was uh, – it definitely, I think, it adds a layer of, like, conviction, you know. Like, like when I when I chose it, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm picking this. Like, we're rolling with it. So it was, uh, it was pretty fun. It's like Ready Player 2. Did you guys talk through that, though, where you're suddenly like, all right, I'm just going to roll with this and call my own pitches for the entire game? That's crazy to me. Not not in spring training, and then you just, I know. just bring it out in the first game of the season when it counts. Yeah, it's, uh, Ethan had encouraged it. We had we had talked about kind of the last week of spring, um, and uh, it's kind of just one of those things where it happened, really. Um, you know, we had, we had gone over the scouting report. Um, I felt pretty confident in how I wanted to attack. And then I just got in that rhythm, and it was, you know, it, it felt like no matter what, I was just going to execute whatever. So uh, it was, it was uh, definitely a great game. How much less, how much less panic was was Yaz that he didn't have to call the game because he's because he's out there like, you know, delving into the numbers, and then sometimes he's like, I totally forget what I'm going to call. <laughs> how yeah, less? Pa- I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I think uh, I think he enjoys it, but. Um, Thankfully, it, it worked out well. Do you, do you like, when you're going into a start like that, like when you're – take take the fans into, like, the mindset. Pre-game, are you like – I know you, you have confidence. Like, you're a beast out there. But do you know pre-game that you're, like, you're done warming up and you're like, holy crap, like, I'm going to absolutely dominate these nerds? Well, the funny thing is before that start, I felt, like, super calm – which I wasn't expecting just because, you know, it was obviously opening day, packed pack stadium. They're doing all the World Series stuff. There's Meg the Stallion and Mark Wahlberg. Everyone's there. Uh, I felt super calm, and I went and I had a dynamite pregame pen, which is usually a problem. It's usually the opposite. You have a bad pen and then a good game. And uh, in my pen, I mean, I was, like, dotting up everything. So, uh just one of those games where even just from the pen, I was like executing whatever I wanted. Um, so I guess I kind of went in with, I, I tend not to get too up or down with my mindset. You know, I don't like going in feeling like I'm just going to be able to walk through it. You know, I kind of like going in thinking I have to be sharp. I, I have to be on my, on my game. Um, and so I think a little bit of that, that cautiousness and that a little bit of the anxious mindset actually helps me. So, um, you know, after that pen, I was, I was confident that I knew where I needed to start my pitches, which is kind of the biggest thing I was focusing on. Uh, and then once I got in that rhythm, I mean, it, it really felt like they really felt like I could put the ball wherever I wanted to. 
Yeah, I, lo I love that you said mindset. And like, for now, I know Eric is coaching high school team. AJ's, you know, doing high school too. I'm, I'm working with kids, 9U, 10U. And for them to understand, like, you know, practice sometimes we try and be as perfect as possible. But if not, you still got a game in 20, 30 minutes. Not to bring whatever you do before the game into that game, knowing that baseball is, the, one, the hardest sport in the world. And two, you can, your mindset, if it changes one thing, you're going to be better off. So it's, it's hard to teach these young kids. And for you to say that, I, I really wish my team would be watching this right now to understand it doesn't matter what you do in practice. When those lights come on, man, as a youngster, don't get so frustrated. Just go out there. And same thing for high school kids, man. And I wish yeah. as, you, as you learn that as, as a younger age, I think you'll be better off. And for you to say that, that's phenomenal. Yeah, 100%. It's just, uh, like you said, I mean, it's the hardest game out there. You can have games where you execute pitches and you get rocked. You can have games where you don't execute and you're throwing stuff down the middle and they can't hit it for whatever reason. So uh, for me, the biggest thing is I like to just have one or two like kind of anchor things to focus on. So if things speed up, then I can go back to, all right, I'm putting my eyes on the target or I'm, you know, I'm getting down the mound. And other than that, I'm kind of just clear mind and, and uh, you know, rolling with it and trying to be in like a focus zone where I can adapt um, because at the end of the day, you see you see a lot of pitchers, and they'll kind of have they'll have like the same miss where it's a guy who keeps yanking sliders, and it, it could be as simple as hey, you just need to aim up and in a little bit higher. And I think um, I think people take that kind of for granted because I know that that's kind of been part of my development is instead of trying to change a million things, you know, it's it's how do I keep it as simple as possible and as repeatable as possible. Is there anything with the new manager? We talked to Andrew about it. The difference between Tony. And Pedro, is, is there anything you can specifically say, hey, this is one thing different that from spring? I know it's only been four games. Yeah. You went through spring. Is there one thing? He said communication and, and being telling guys where they stand. Is there anything for you that he said different than what Tony, that's a different message for the team? I would say the thing I've really noticed is, is things are um, are very organized right now. And I think that that organization and that structure kind of helps develop like a good foundation to, to go out and, and utilize. Uh, because, you know, obviously with, with our team, it's talent's never been the issue. It's just like maximizing what we're doing and being consistent with it. Um, so I think I think in that sense, he's helping bring uh, the foundation of that consistency. Hey, Dylan, last one. We got fan questions. I'm just going to pick one. All Starlin says, Cease, who are you most close to in the clubhouse like who's your boy in the clubhouse most close to i mean uh most it's tough because then it's then i gotta say guys you know I, i'm very close with a lot of the guys um michael geo jimmy lambert um you know bummer I, I really feel like i really feel like I'm, no play whoa no position players i mean <laughs> you said michael pitcher Geo, pitcher, no, Jimmy a, Lambert, pitcher. They go do their own thing. You know? Oh, he just said you wanted to buy land with uh, well, Gavin Chief. Yeah, I want to. I'm not, the, I'm not the problem. They are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You so got to get them that bonus check. Crazy. If you had one guy you are going to go to lunch with, who would it be? Uh-oh. Uh, we're guy. back. We're good. One guy. One guy I'm going to lunch with. Ah, man, it'd probably, it'd probably be Michael. Probably Michael. All right. I like it. Go back. Yeah. Yep. Hey. That's true. That's true. You talk cutters, you know, 
Oh, well, shimmer's up. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like. Uh, he's not a big spin guy. He likes the. Uh, he likes the American muscle way. I like to go with the uh, European way. This is great. He told me last year. He goes, "I'm a power. What do you tell? A power thumber. Power yeah. finesse thumber. Love it. Like, what does that mean? He goes, "I strike everybody out with my slider. I don't have to throw the fastball. I just slide her and uh, like you, that's a good way to put it. You you jab with the eater and you throw your haymaker with your offspin. There you go. I like it. I like it. Hey, Dylan, we, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for swinging by. Um, just like I said to Andrew, I'll say the same thing. Good luck to your squad today, but really good luck to AJ with his first pitch coming up soon. He needs it the most. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Awesome, awesome. Dylan Cease joining us today on FT Live and also Andrew Vaughn. We'll get back to AJ in, in a minute or two and we'll run through our picks before AJ jumps and, and Todd will give his like final parting shot. You got You got an advantage, though. Because yeah, we couldn't communicate with you on that day. Like you, <laughs> listen, you got like listen, straight all up, the pressure like, was on me. I had to go first. So yeah. it's like in golf. I mean, would you rather go first? If you had the same putt from 17 feet, 18 feet, you'd rather go first? I, I'd actually rather go first. You would? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Second, like if someone, if the first dude does well, then you're screwed. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't do well and you feel like you've got a little more leeway, you still might blow it. But, Eric, you know that you get the line, though, if he does mess at the same time. Yeah, you do get the line, but I, I'm with Scotty. I'd rather, I'd rather go first. And if we're talking like a 17-foot putt, Todd, I don't even know if you're making the second putt. That's how far your pitch was. <laughs> oh, no. Just because you don't know how to frame like my man Maley did the other day. Come on, don't man. Take don't take it out on me. Hey, hey don't if I hurt your feelings. Don't your bullshit. If I hurt right. your feelings, it's okay. Just know, tell, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling just AJ. A bit. He's got He's got a wide – he's got a big berth. He's got more than four inches to work with. Four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. This show's all about four and a half. And making money, okay? AJ's got go. like five minutes left. Let's so do it. let's run through our locks. I got, locks to, I got a little bit more time than that, actually. I got a Oh, you do? So, AJ, I mean, this is how we do it. You just tell By us. By the way, I'm going to go second. You know why? Because then I can put it right on Todd's face when I friggin' Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I just want to get I want to get my lock ready today. Bet OK, MGM. locks presented by BetMGM and then back to Smack Talk. Uh, we're doing it early today for AJ. They're coming. They're coming. Um, so I feel like we got some good ones today. We got actually. some good I, ones. I, 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 isn't that funny how it goes when you do gamble? Oh, man, this is the lock of the day. And like you, you lose three out of four and you're like, God, how the hell does this happen to me all the time? <laughs> It is, yeah. it is what it, it is. It humbles you. This humble pop. This this game humbles you. Yeah, everybody's talking, talking about, about Detroit. Detroit. Watch them come out and spank somebody eight nothing today. You know what's funny? I have a buddy who who casually like he'll go hard on baseball, but he just picks on themes. Like I, I mentioned him, he was the one who, who hit the Shane Bieber K prop a few years ago yeah. when everyone's using sticky stuff. Not on Shane, just like in general strikeouts were up. He's like, I'm betting against Tigers money line every game until they get a win. He's like crushing it so far. So are we. All right, here's our locks first, then we'll show you the money. Um, Fred, you said you wanted to start? Yeah, I got Toronto. I, I got Toronto coming in uh, to Kansas City, um, doing their thing. Um, yeah, I, it just going Against on. Against Brady Singer. Just, just going on a win here. That's all. Okay. I, I'm thinking Vlad's going to have a great game, and I, I, I'm just – I just think it wasn't high enough. So I think for you bang for your buck, I think they win by a couple runs. You know why they're putting that that line together? Because Brady Singer, pretty mm -hmm. good at home. Yep. But you think Blue Jays offense just been on fire offense. to start I, the I, year. I think the offense is going to take care of it. Um, it's Barrios on yeah. the other side who's hit or miss. Yeah. 
I think, I think. I'm not trying to pick at it. I'm just no, saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm explaining are, why. I got a scab here, and it's starting to fall off. No, You're no, picking. no. You're I'm picking. explaining why it's it's okay. it's tight, and because uh, I agree, most Blue Jay Royals games you're going to look. It's going to be minus 155 or I, more. I like Barrios away from uh, being on the way side on this one. Get get out of the indoorness uh, in Toronto and uh, get after it. Let's go. What are you putting down? Two uh, two forty to win two. Okay. Simple. Yep. Simple. Easy one. Just there. like Friday. Yeah. When you banked it. Boom. Kratz, you go. I got the uh, I got the Mariners Mariners Angels game. I got the Mariners winning more than at, I got the Mariners at minus one and a half. I got them winning over over two runs. I think it'll be about a three run game. They're facing Detmers. Now Detmers has done well against the Mariners. He's two and zero, oh, but his FIP and I know you love love analytics. His fit doesn't show that he's done as well. And Kirby, who I just – I love George Kirby, and I think that guy's going to have a monster year. But he had – he's only 2-2 two and two against the Mariners, but he's only given up one home run, and that was to Trout. And it was on a pitch right in Trout's middle-middle down zone that he just crushes. And I see his, his fit, to take the other side of it, is a 1.3. So – it's showing that he was unlucky, and I think that the trend is going to go well. He's going to have a great outing, and I think the Mariners are going to explode for – Mariners exploding runs could be like five in a game, but I love it. Is that FIP with a PH or an F? Because I have no clue what that even means. <laughs> Fielding it's, – it's basically like the new ERA. It actually tells you what you could do if you don't take away any of there the uh, – uh, you know, field, yeah. it's fielding independent pitching. There's a stat for everything. What type of cleats? It's, it's, what type it's, of cleats it's banking on homers and strikeouts and walks and, and yeah. stuff. What the pitcher can control. It's actually an older stat now. It, it's it's not as utilized, though. Maybe Kratzy, you can tell me differently. Um, they go they go even crazier nowadays with some of the shit that the mm -hmm. Frazier probably would hate. But anyway, uh, we actually have that topic later. AJ, your pick, please. Uh, because I watched him for the last four games. I'm taking the Astros. They just got done playing a tough series against the White Sox. And I think, listen, we just, well, Scott just banged on Detroit. I don't know. It's going to be a tough road to hoe for Detroit. In Houston, they're fired up. They went 2-2 two and two against the White Sox. Minus one and a half. Alex Bregman 0 for 16 to start the year. I got him probably going deep, getting on the board. And I think that Houston's going to win that game probably pretty easily. I know Matthew Boyd had a nice spring, but, yeah, I just think that the Astros, Hunter Brown's going to want to go out and say, I'm the new Justin Verlander in town. I just think the Astros are going to go out and maybe they might. It might be a. It might be a whitewashing of the Tigers today. What are you throwing down? A couple hundred. So to win two hundred, th this is real. Like it, yeah, I, no, I need, yeah, yeah. I need so real figures one, here. One twenty-five, right? Minus one twenty-five. Minus one twenty. One twenty. Two forty to win two hundred. Boom. Okay. And Kratzy, you were you were in the two still with yours? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I put two hundred down to win two ninety. Okay, and then uh, let's throw mine up there, please. The Nationals are terrible. They might actually be the worst team in baseball. I think the Nats might be worse than the A's. They beat the Braves. I still think they, they look terrible. I'm not a fan. A I think the Rays are going to wreck them today. Um, so I got the run line in that game. I'm just keeping it simple. So 105 to 100, please. Uh, I got the Rays by two or more. Got to get a new uh, picture for me eventually. I look very confused. <laughs> Drew Rasmussen, I'm a fan. I think the Rays' rotation is, is dirty. Um, so I'll go 100 uh, or 105 to win 100. 
How are we doing? Let, let's see how we're doing after our first, first few days of the Major League Baseball season. We're weekdays. We track one lock of the day. Is everybody up money? Oh, oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's go. Also, yeah, I've, I've been like just doing $100 bets because I thought that's what we were going to do per day. And then Kratzy's making us all look bad, throwing down 200 plus on his bet. So he's up 560. We're all up, though. That's the winning part of this thing. Uh, AJ and, and Todd are both 1-0. and AJ's up 100. What are you up? I'm blocked on there. See, I, I missed. They missed mine yesterday. I said. Yesterday I, doesn't. No, no, I, I, know. Know. I know. I know. I know. But yesterday I picked the Yankees minus two and a half, uh, 300 to win. I think it was almost 500. But whatever. It, it is what it is. I put it in the text. You know, it is. It's no, fine. it doesn't go there. This is going out to social media. No, we just, can't I'm show everyone saying, what's I'm going saying, on in the I'm, text chat. I'm, I'm hot right now. That's all I'm saying. You are. You're hot. We're all hot. But we'll get cold at some point. But ride it right while you can. Okay. And, uh, you can get our special offer right now. Bet 10 to win 200 going through up for another two weeks. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least 10 bucks on any MLB team at standard odds price. You receive 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly. Bonus code SPICYBALL200. Always bet responsibly. <laughs> Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For, for three more minutes of AJ before we get going with Max Muncy today, I would like to get your take on this, AJ, because probably the biggest, most relevant story for a show like this is what Anthony Rendon did and what he dealt with a few days ago. That came out. That was actually after game one of the season. He got into it with a fan, grabbed him by the shirt. I'm not going to do a real-life demo right now because Frazier might kick my ass. <laughs> But, uh, but that was Thursday. The video comes out Friday, like right after the show. So then now we get to do the aftermath. And maybe a suspension might come out today, too. AJ, your thoughts? Yeah, just an unfortunate situation for Rendon in Oakland. You guys have all played in Oakland. You know the fans, when you're walking off the field, are right. I mean, they're on top of your head right here as you're going into the clubhouse. And they, they yell at you and they say things. And, and the Angels lost a tough game on opening day, right? So I'm sure Rendon wasn't real happy. He walks in, and next thing you know, the guy's calling him a name, a bitch, and that's personal, right? You start going families, and you start calling guys names. It gets personal, and look, he shouldn't have grabbed him, I don't think. Uh, he, I hope he doesn't get in too much trouble. Here's the video. You see him. He grabs him. Yeah, you called me a bitch, huh? Okay. Here's my, and he tries to kind of, I don't want to call it, he kind of just kind of gives him a baby slap there, right? So... Man, it's just oh, – it's unfortunate. We've all been there, though. There's been – I mean, listen, we've all had guys where they just won't stop and you want to grab them, but you just can't do it. It's an unfortunate situation. I'm glad it didn't escalate from that. But, man, I hope he doesn't get in too much trouble for this one. Crassy, before you jump in, let's just run it one more time because I think we have the sound for it, too, so you can hear Rendon and, like, where his tone was at. What did you say? Yeah, you called me a bitch, huh? Yeah, you did. Yeah, motherfucker. Calm down. Nobody's stopping him? That was my biggest take from the fan perspective. I mean, first off, yeah, you can't put your hands on a guy. And he called you a bit. I mean, come on. That's not that big of a deal. I know you guys freak out. But also, where's his teammates? Being like, hey, Anthony, I know we haven't... We haven't seen you on the field much, so maybe they're not familiar mm. with him. But you got to grab your teammate and be like, yo, dude, we're not doing this. Game one of the freaking season, we've, they've had enough days without him. Seriously, he's been yeah. hurt a lot, and he's probably <laughs> frustrated about that. But where, where's Todd Father to go grab him, and, and you would 
you're twice his size. No, be like Anthony, not right now, dude. Understandable, understandable. There's kind of two sides. Yeah, somebody would have been nice to see somebody. Hey, man, you know, cut it, let it go. But he's a grown man too, as well. So it's like, you know, if, if I saw AJ doing that, it's like, all right, you assess the situation. It went so fast, and people are screaming like he he threw a punch. Now he, he looked like he was about to just bat his head down. I mean, it is what it is. People talk smack. You hear it all the time. For me and my personal, it's happened to me a bunch of times. I, you know, I, I told the guy to meet me after the game one time. As, as silly as that sounds and dumb as that sounds, you know, I got put in that situation. I kind of just blacked out. And then, you know, I finally figured out. I said, you know what? On a funny side, I said, listen, if there's a guy that talks smack to me, like gets in my face, whatever, like there, it's situation. And when I come in the dugout, they always just, oh, Frazier, strike out again. And my, my famous words, now you get that same by, I said, your mother's a bad cook. <laughs> and I'd walk off. So, I mean, if it, I would get – somebody says that about my mom, but it wasn't, like, derogatory. I'm not saying anything else about your mom. Yeah, but your mother's a bad cook. So that's what I would scream at him and walk away. And they would either, like, stop talking, like, kind of get confused, and then you move on. I, I would try to make it funny out of it. But we don't know what went on. Anthony might have had something going on in the dugout. He might have had something at home that, that was bothering him all day. And it took one little instance to tick him off. Um, I feel for him. You know, shit happens. Hopefully we could just move on, but stop having guys get fans get that close too, man. Like, yeah. listen, there has to be some. Where's the security too? Backing these guys, like for me, in every ballpark, it should be fans should be way high, or they shouldn't be that close to a player. That's the problem I have. So I'm gonna stick up for Anthony. At the same time, he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he definitely shouldn't have done it. I don't think that's. Mm -hmm. But like to be put in that situation, like it was a two-one game that they lost. Like. You're not, you're, you're not, he, he, everybody has emotion. And sometimes you just, you lose control. Everybody's done it. And unfortunately, you know, there was just, it was a situation where the fan was that close and the dude wasn't, you know, to be able to get his hands on his shirt, the guy was, you know, he was definitely getting in his grill before. If he wasn't, you know, if he wasn't, he shouldn't have been able to reach him. Is is my opinion, but you know, there's no net there. There's there's nothing, nothing for you know. Oakland wants to make the fan appreciation ability so that you can like hand stuff over. And as far as like the teammates go, like if you watch the video, he's like smiling. He's like, oh yeah, did you say that? Did you say that? Like it wasn't like he was. I don't know. Maybe something was going on during the game, like Todd said, but. It happened so fast, I don't know that anybody could have stepped up and, and done anything to help him. Can't grab a shirt, though, AJ. No. That's the difference. He he could say your mother your mother sucks at making freaking pancakes and shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you, you can't. Your mom can't the, cook. The, your mom can't cook, but the grab, and then you put the yourself at well. risk of the fan then reacting to it, too. It yeah. could have been way worse than oh, it yeah. actually was. The, the, gra the grab is the problem. The grab and then the whatever you want to call it, you can't can't reach out for a fan no matter what right you can't you can't go to strike anybody if i go to if, I, if todd and i are friends and i go out and even like that and he gets mad he takes it the wrong way right i'm in trouble so that is the grab and then the you know whatever he's patting him on the head the guy's going to take it the wrong way that's that's the thing aj how many games before you jump because i know you got your pitch and we how got many games you get yeah uh, he's going to get probably seven because they're going to want to send a harsh penalty i'm thinking seven to ten probably wow sucks wow. I, I, I was thinking more like five. I was thinking think? one. You thinking I mean, one? I'm thinking oh, one. Oh, gosh. I, no, I, I think it's going to be more than I that. I don't think it's going to be more than that. I mean, listen, dude, it's – I mean, they're part to blame. The fans shouldn't be that close. It's just like the same thing before a game. 
fan comes out, hey, man, can I get an autograph? Yeah. They get pushy as hell, too. Like, I know, I know. People don't understand that. And then they walk away like, oh, you're a piece of shit sometimes. And I always signed autograph. When, when are we, like, they shouldn't be that close. So there's, there's a rule or something that we got to input a little bit more now forcefully. Do we need more security? Our fans after the game, like, move them out of that section. I, I understand that. But he part. didn't grab him. No, but still, you know what like, saying? but he's, I agree, he's but... you bitch. Like, this is how close they were. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it's, to me, it's the same deal. I wouldn't have, I, I hope I wouldn't have reacted that way. I, I'm not that type of person, but it's just like, dude, coming up, hey, get, let's get a picture, you know? Yeah, you're like, Man, why, yeah. why are you touching me? But, I, you know, I'm not allowed to touch you. Why, why can I say, bitch? Why can I do this? They're both at fault. But, same time, say something back and move on. Yep, yep. You've got the line, man. Hey, AJ, do your thing. Good luck. Watch this, Frage. <laughs> Go, Go get him, kid. I'm getting right. thirsty. I'm getting Boys, thirsty. Boys, tell Max hello. And uh, Kratz, I wish you were catching me because you could knock it down. And uh, Scotty, see you boys tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I'll see you. You're back tomorrow, AJ? I'll be back. I'll be from my hotel tomorrow in Chicago, yeah. Perfect. Okay. We'll see you then, man. Good All luck. Right, Have fun. We're watching. By the way, Dylan Cease, don't forget, my Cy Young Award winner this year. Perfect. Yeah. After watching Andrew Vaughn, I know I, I, I he might be my RBI leader. I had Jose Abreu for Todd, but the way he's hit with runners in scoring position, I, I might have to change my pick. I'm sorry. What, what a what? homer. Yeah, Hawk yeah, Harrelson on line one. Here we go. Yeah, I know. I know. AJ's taking your spot now. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, got it. Got Drinking it. Kool-Aid. You had me at cease. You lost me a little. At, not that Andrew's not talented, but okay. leading the league. We'll see. We'll see. All right, boys. White Sox 2023. Have fun, man. See ya. All right, we're going to bring on Muncie in just a second here, too. Um, Kratzy, did you say what, what you thought game-wise? Uh, I was just going by what, what, uh, what, what you know. I, if you say seven, Todd. <laughs> He's if you tough. say seven. I mean, listen, one to, one to seven three. Seven to ten, top. he said. I'm saying one to three, man. I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm getting, anywhere else. I'm getting – I'm saying five, and it'll be it'll be you know whatever appealed down to three. But there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a a donation to some charity for sure because yeah they're gonna find him, and I think you know we could ten grand maybe. That's it. I don't know. Twenty, fifty. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> even know. Like you start putting that out there, but hopefully, hopefully you can find a charity that that'll take that money because all fines and MLB will, go to charity. Yeah. They usually go to bat, you know. But they uh, do, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can find. You can find a. But you can find a charity. Listen, we'll see what the fine is, and I'll talk more about exactly. it. Exactly. There, there's got to be, got to be something to help out the player. 